What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. GearNetwork.com The following is a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. This is AC Slade and you're listening to the All Bets Are Off podcast with Robbie Vegas. What's up, Rock Soldiers, and thank you for listening to another episode of the All Bets Are Off podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Vegas, and today I'm bringing you for the second time on the show, Raven Black. So we got Raven coming back on to talk about her new book, the new Raven Black album, and a whole bunch of other things, so we're going to have some fun with that. And before I get going today, I do want you to know that today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method to Directly to you, wherever you are in the world, via Zoom. When you take a sweat-connected class, you're able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in the class just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you've been a group fitness participant for years or you're newer, you'll feel at home with Sweat Connected. So Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's code P-O-D at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. So before we roll into this interview, I want to play you a new track from the new Raven Black album right now, and then we'll get Raven on the phone. So this is Hear Me Cry. Consideration paid for by the following. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Raven, first thing I want to do is just thank you for being here for your second time. Truly appreciate that. Awesome. It's good to be back. So, I kind of want to jump right into it because I'm excited to ask you about your book. You have to tell me about this. Well, my, my book is an autobiography. And uh, it's not your typical autobiography where it talks about my entire life. You know, it, it, I purposely um, created a very unique uh, chapter, um, which kind of coincides with each of my ages. So the first chapter is chapter seven. So I skip right into, you know, dive right into it. And basically, you know, it, it covers all the ages and chapters of my life that were major turning points in my life that actually changed me, you know, whether it was uh, physical, emotional, mental, or all, all of the above. Uh, so it's just kind of my, kind of my most private life changing moments. Um, and those ages were, you know, what happened to me that really, really altered everything. Um, and it, it was really just all about giving people insight to the me, the private me that, you know, most people never reveal about themselves, especially being in the public eye, you know, but I really wanted my fans to know, get to know me and, you know, where, the, where does these lyrics come from? Where, where does the music come from? Where does my inspiration come from? And, and it's a lot of things I've experienced in my life. And then, so now they're mad. It's funny because I've, I've spoken to a few of our fans who've, who've kind of given me their feedback and said, you know, I listened to your album, The Key, and, and even some of your other albums after reading your book. And I was like, oh my God, this song is about that time in her life. And so that was really neat. And I knew that would happen because I, you know, I've always known what my songs are about, but now they actually know what my songs are truly about lyrically. Uh, so, you know, and, and hopefully in the end, I kind of wrote a thank you to all the, you know, people in my life and, and to the fans about, you know, people assume, you know, people's lives are perfect or, oh, she must have, you know, come from money or connections or something like that. And, you know, I really wanted to inspire people that, you know, I'm just like everyone else, you know, I'm just a girl and, had a dream and I've been through the same shit as everyone else. <laughs> um, I have depression, anxiety, you know, like, and, uh, you can still recover and heal from those horrible things that you experience in your life throughout your life and still be able to go, go for it, you know, go after your dreams and still try to do the best that you can to make yourself happy. So how long um, have you actually been working on the book? I'm trying to remember. I think I started it in like 2000. 12 or 2013 but you know i just periodically wrote here and there and you know every everywhere as i was inspired to sit down and write you know so i don't actually have timelines 
but I did spend two to three weeks on the last two or three chapters, you know, like mm. in the last four months. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I spent time finishing it, but I hadn't touched it since probably 2017. So was, was that something that you planned on releasing this year? Or did it just kind of happen that way because of the quarantine? No, I planned on writing the book for my 50th birthday, no matter what I was doing in life. And I sought out to do this when I was 25 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was a bucket list item of mine uh, to write a book about my life uh, one day when I'm 50. Like, what have I done? What have I learned at by the time I, I was age 50? And okay. I turned 50 this year. Very cool. But I have nothing to do with anything in life other than my age. <laughs> <laughs> do you find or have you found yet that you've made new fans because of the book? Like, maybe people who didn't know Raven Black, but they do now? I haven't felt that change at all. I mean, I didn't, I mean, it's, it's available to the public, but I didn't promote or push it out for sale to anyone but my fan base. Okay. Um, so my fan, it was really written for my, myself, but my fans had access to it and I haven't distributed it to the public public. Um, so I'm sure there's people who have purchased it that are not part of the rejects but um you know i do get a lot of messages of oh my god i just read your book oh my god my mom wanted to read your book and she was like it was amazing and i've gotten feedback where it's like wow i truly you know love your band but now after reading your book i love you even more um you know so things like that have come up i have a lot of fans that you know have been very close to me and become friends over the years uh, fans that have become friends because I've gotten to know them so well as people, but they thought they knew a lot about me, you know, and after reading the book, they said, wow, you dropped bombshells. Like, like I had no idea that you went through this or that. And I said, of course not. You know, it's an in extremely private thing in my life, but you know, I, I feel that they've gotten to have more insight of me as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of my sense of it. Like, why well, I knew that you've been through a troubled past, but wow, like the things that I can't even imagine, you know, like what you went through and now they want more, you know, they want more. They're like, well, I want to know more detail about that time in your life. And I said, oh, well, that's, a, that's another book. You know, <laughs> I said, if I wrote details about my life every year, we'd, you know, we'd be, the book would be 2000 pages long. So I've done a lot more than that, but I just kind of wanted to, I had to highlight certain parts of my life because there's not enough, you know, it'd be like a Bible or a dictionary, at, you know, the size of it, yeah, right. the amount of things that I've been through <laughs> in detail, <laughs> you know, there's too much to mention. Um, and it would just be too convoluted. So, Hey, I made a point to do that. But for instance, I'll give you an example. I, I talked about my drug addiction, you mm -hmm. know, in my autobiography. And so I'm going to write another book about just about my drug addiction, specifically about that. Oh, wow. okay. And it makes it an easier read, too, I think, when it's not too long or not too detailed. You know, now my, my next book about my addiction phase and what, you know, what hallucinations and what my days were like and how did I live, you know, well, what is a drug addict's life like in a day of, you know, in my life, you know, what I experienced, you know. A good example is, you know, peeing into a bucket with a towel in it when you're hiding, you know, and you, you, have, you can't go to the restroom. Right, right. So, so, and client, you know, things like that, that's pretty, you know, intense for some people. Yeah. Now, was, was that always the plan though, is to write a second book based on the, those things? Or is this a new idea yeah. because the fans are bringing yes. you? Correct. So, so 
one, you know, there's a couple of passions I have in my life. Writing is obviously number one, whether it be songs, poems, stories, you know, anything. I love writing and reading, but, you know, I had always planned to retire being a writer. Okay. Um, so music, obviously writing music, writing songs, but eventually, you know, you get to a certain point where you stop touring and you stop doing that kind of stuff. So I had always planned on writing, but just writing is a huge passion of mine and, and I want to help people through writing. And I think it's a quiet way of helping people who may not, may not be as extroverted or open about their own, you know, mental illness or their own darkness and stuff like that, their private life. I am going, I'm hoping to write next year, especially if touring still doesn't continue and I have all this time at home. I'm going to write a, a children's book series called um, Penelope. And it's about me being a little girl. And a lot of the things I went through as through childhood that I think there's, I don't know of any books out there to, you know, the 11, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old girls or boys that are experiencing cutting or suicide or depression or, you know, schizophrenia, you know, bullying. Like, I don't think there's books really that talk about that candidly. Right. Um, you know, there's clinical stuff, there's self-help stuff, there's that kind of stuff, you know, case studies. And, but there's nothing like story forms, fictionalized, you know, like a very dark Disney. <laughs> you know, you've got <laughs> Moana, you've got Moana, you've got, but there's like, there's not that dark one, you know, that, that Penelope who, who cuts every day and hides it and right. has a whole okay. little ritual over it, you know, and I think that really needs to be revealed uh, because I had, I had those books when I was that age. That might have helped me understand me a little bit more, you know. Did you did you and always have a plan I'm try to, do. to help people like this? Because you're you're very passionate about getting the word out there about mental illness and and things like that. I have because of all that I've been through. I just have always been very open about who I am, and as far as like helping people, like, well, I I know what you're feeling. I've been through that. You know, you you can talk to me about it. Because that helped me. But growing up, you know, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that sense and awareness until later. So once I figured that out, I was like, oh, my God, this is how you help people. You help people by helping yourself and helping yourself helps other people. And it's because it's common ground. You know, there's no status in that. It's just human connection. You know what I mean? Like, I'm no better than you. You know, yeah, you, you think, I mean, countless People talk to me now on, on privately in, in Messenger and stuff. Like, you know, I, I love writing and I'm a singer, but I just, I have such so much insecurity and, and I've always wanted to do this, but, you know, I, I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm, I'm just, you know, really insecure. And I go, if you love singing, sing. You know, I encourage them and give them confidence, I guess, mm -hmm. to, to try it, you know? That's huge. Um, and I, I, yeah, I try to inspire people like, no, I'm, I'm no different than you. I'm, you know, when I started this band, I didn't have money. I didn't have all those things. And you, but I did, I quit my job. I wanted, this is like, I made a decision. This is what I want to do. And I told them, you just got to make a list and take each step one at a time. And, you know, don't think about how long it's going to take. Just do it and do it from your heart. Do it with all you got. You know, don't buy that dress or that purse or those shoes. You don't need it because it doesn't, it doesn't apply to you doing music. You know, you have to change everything to go for what you want. Yeah, absolutely. So before we move on to, to the new album, where can we buy the book? 
the Beckys on my own personal store because it's not part of the band, but it's uh, it's bitly bit dot ly forward slash Raven Black Dollhouse. Got it. Just want to make sure. Yeah, and I have a we have it in digital and audio where I read it. It's an MP3, and then the hard the soft cover book. Oh wow. All right, awesome. Last time you were here on the show, we were talking about uh, the new album, but it wasn't out yet. So fill us in. How's the album doing? I, I see all your posts, so I know that the fans are really loving it. <laughs> <laughs> the album did amazing, and we just hit over a million five um, streams on Spotify. Wow. Just for the key, and that was released October 2nd. So that's pretty awesome. And then metal, metal radio, metal charts on radio, metal radio. We've been number 33 and 34 for the last six weeks in a row since the release. Oh, wow. uh, so it's, yeah, we're just like, wow. Uh, we didn't hit billboard. We had a billboard agent and, uh, you know, with the record sales, you know, what happened this year is he had said, well, you know, you guys did pre-orders and we sold, you know, over a thousand copies in the first week because mm-hmm. they all count towards that but they said because of covid billboard changed their algorithms on how they chart you now they include streaming and and uh youtube and all these other different things now so of course that changed us our charting status it was strictly on record sales we would have charted our first week oh wow. so i'm pretty bummed about that yeah um because at the end of the day you know the industry looks at that and that just, it kind of puts us on the map um, in the rock charts, even though, because they don't have a metal category, right. billboard. <laughs> but, and it's very difficult because, you know, you're talking about me going against like Billie Eilish or, you know, pop rock or, and, and there's such a significant gap between a metal artist versus a pop artist or a pop rock artist right? on a gigantic label like Sony or Warner Brothers. So it's really not fair, but, you know, I've kind of got over it about that, but we tried, we tried our best to at least, you know, get our name in the billboard or billboard top 200 or anything like that. But since they've changed the algorithms uh, for COVID, we just didn't chart. Not that I'm aware of anyway. So, you know, but you know, we don't really, we care, but we don't care. You know, we care because we want the industry to take us as a serious band and um, obviously to represent the metal genre, you know, the do it yourself band that billboard charts would, have a huge statement for the metal genre and the metal community. So that's why we really wanted that. But not not for our own, you know, limelight or anything like that. We don't care about that. We care most about our fans and, and them enjoying what we write. So, but that, and with that said, the fans love it. And we did a tribute song to them. And now we have a tribute t-shirt for them for 220, you know, 2020, um, The Rejects. We, we have a t-shirt amplifying the song we are the rejects and i we posted all their names on the actual t-shirt design of all the the official fan club members on the t-shirt so it was kind of like a tribute thing to 2020 to them for supporting us all year i saw that and i think that's amazing and one of the things i wanted to say is that your popularity seems to be growing even without touring because you're so involved during this quarantine and this pandemic. You're, you're always doing new merch, new things, and you're so interactive with your fans. And it just seemed like it just came naturally to you to do that. Yeah, because I treat them as people. I, you know, to me, they're, it's like I, I keep saying it over and over and as we keep going here. It's, it's really hard for me to call them my fans. I don't think of celebrity stuff. You know, I just think of them as these are people who support me um, mm-hmm. and they're people. You know, I, I, I want to know 
who they are. I want to know what they do in life. I want to know why they like our music. I want to know what's their favorite song. You know, I want to enjoy the music with them. You know, and merch, I mean, there's at least five or six things I can think of right now at the top of my head. Merch things that weren't planned. You know, I'm, I'm the person that designs them. So, you know, but I took, uh, for Friday the 13th, I did a fun live feed on Facebook. And I did my makeup like Jason. Jason's <laughs> mask. And, you know, I incorporated mine. So it was like Raven Jason for fun. It was yeah. just for fun. And, you know, I enjoy doing that stuff. It gives me something to do in this crazy world right now and not think about the ugliness, you know, and it gives them something to look forward to and have fun. And, of course, we all love Jason, so it's Friday the 13th. So, you know, it was just kind of a themed, fun thing to do. And then next thing you know, you know, I took a picture of myself just for my own benefit to remember my makeup for my own keepsake. Yeah. And I posted it and said, you know, happy Friday the 13th. Well, they're like, please make this a t-shirt. And I'm like, nope, nope, it's not a t-shirt. It was just for fun. And then they're like, but can you please make it a t-shirt? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then somebody else is like, can you make it a poster? You know, and I'm like, you know, why not? So I, I, you know, designed, I made it, you know, redid the design and put it on a t-shirt and a poster. And next thing you know, people are buying it. So that happens a lot with our fans because <laughs> they have all these wonderful ideas of what they would like to see, you know, or buy in their collection or want to wear. So, you know, I listen to them, you know, you give your, your people what they want. And I care about that stuff. Plus it's fun. You know, it's just absolutely fun. We, same thing happened with Halloween. You know, we're a big Halloween band. We love Halloween. Halloween's like every day for us. Yeah, right. But Muppet, <laughs> my drummer, Muppet, my drummer, who's also my husband, you know, he was teasing me and I was like, are you going to dress up for Halloween when I do the live feed? And he was like, I should just dress up as you. And he had his hair, his dreads in two pigtails. <laughs> and he's, and he started to make fun of me and mimic me. And he goes, yeah, I'll just get on your life. You can be like, hi everyone. You know, and you know, hi Jason. Hi Thomas. And he was mimicking me from all my prior life. <laughs> and I was like, you're ridiculous. And I go, Oh my God, but that is so funny. They'll love it. You need to do this. Like, and he was like, well, I was just making fun of you. I'm like, no, 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 you please do it. Please. Dress up as me with your pigtails and your dreads and do exactly what you just did to me because it's hilarious. And he goes, he goes, I don't know. I don't know. No, no. You know, and I finally convinced him to do it. So the night of Halloween when we did the live feed, he was me at the very beginning. So nobody knew it was coming. <laughs> and he did exactly. He was dressed in my dress from tour that they all recognize, you know. It was one of those stretchy type of dresses. So I squeezed it on him and he did, I did his makeup like mine and he went hi everybody happy halloween and it was awesome so of course i took pictures of it again for keepsake and everybody's like oh my god we need a t-shirt and a poster of him dressed as you and caught him up at raven so that became a merch item oh that's awesome you know i was gonna say whose idea was it to do the line of christmas merchandise oh that's me that's definitely i you know holiday season you know Halloween through Christmas, any, any holiday, I'm, I try to be as festive and fun as possible. But yeah, the Christmas merch line was, you know, what do you, what do you like to collect during Christmas? You want a stocking, an ornament, you know, you want ugly sweaters. Like what, what do we buy every Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. To make it fun and feel like Christmas. So I was like, well, we're going to make it a dark metal Christmas, you know, Raven Black style. And so I was like, you know what? I need a black Christmas stocking. I just need one. You know, I want a black Christmas stocking to go with my black Christmas tree. And I'm like, and I think a lot of people would enjoy this. So it took me about three months to find the right vendor who can make the custom stocking. And so I had ordered it and it took about 
know, four or five weeks for them to make them all. And so, you know, I was limited to a hundred of them. So I did this mystery thing. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what else I'm going to throw into this, but let's just call it a mystery. And it started with Halloween. I called it the Halloween mystery box. So, you know, everything Halloween themed. And, and I was like, this will be fun because you don't know what's in it, you know, and there's going to be a few staple items that everyone receives, but then I'll put in a bunch of other things that we have that are Halloween themed. So like I even bought a, one of those, you know, novelty toys, gigantic bulk package of little spiders and eyeballs and, you know, <laughs> fingers and, you know, you know, like they had a bunch of stuff like toys for kids. And I was like, it's a treasure chest of Halloween paraphernalia. You know, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, vampire teeth, plastic, you know, I had little, there were worms and like caterpillars and roaches. And I would throw all of the stuff in their box just to have it feel like Halloween. You know, why can't adults have a Halloween treat box. Why not? Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> so that sold out in two days, and we only had 100, and I we actually made a Muppet, and I sat here making them all, putting them all together, and then we shipped them out. But that went so well. I was like, well, for Christmas, I was just going to have merch, but I have the stocking that's coming. I'm like, let me do a mystery stocking and put a bunch of crazy stuff inside the stocking. That's great. How fun is that? Yeah, so, um, and then the kicker on all of this is that I had not originally planned it, but the Halloween Mystery Box, I have, you've heard of my baby raven, right? My little baby raven doll? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, baby raven, I usually throw it out at concerts, and that gives, the person who catches it gets to receive the lifetime VIP whenever it's available. Okay. So, we're on tour, and we have VIP available. They get that to come to that for free and meet the band and hang out. On our bus, so so that baby raven's in a very extremely rare and, and priceless thing that everybody knows, um, and you can't buy it. You know, she, I only throw her out at the end of our set, right, right, during a show. So I was like, you know what? I have a bunch of them because I was going to do it for the In This Moment tour, and now they're all sitting in a box. So I think I'm going to give up one. And it'll be like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, yeah. like, and I happen to have a white key from the key. I have this resin, you know, 3D print white key. So I was like, well, I'm going to have her hold it. I'm going to tie it with a ribbon from my tour ribbon from my hair from Static X's tour. I, I wrote on it and I tied the key to her lap, you know, mm -hmm. so she's holding it. And then I had Muppet hide it in one of the mystery boxes. And That's we didn't awesome. know who was going to end up getting it. So it was a, it's fun for them and it's fun for us because we're like, who ended up getting it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that became a whole thing. That, so now we're doing the same thing uh, for the stocking. So oh, one cool. lucky person is going to receive a baby raven. That's excellent. But it's all about fun, you know, and I, I really wanted people to, you know, it's the whole dark metal carnival. The whole carnival concept is a place that you can go to escape the ugly realities out there. And just have fun in a community where everybody's supportive, non-judgmental. Nobody talks politics. Nobody talks religion. Nobody. Everybody just is like here about metal music, metal fun. You know, just fun community. What it should be like. Yeah. You know, absolutely. like when you go to a carnival, you go to a carnival, you expect the unexpected. 
you know, and, and you, there's rides and fun and music and cotton candy and games and a show. And that's really what we wanted to create. It just happens to be a dark metal carnival, though. And so that's kind of what we've stuck to for the last four years. And, and it's been the, it's become its own thing, its own worlds, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's just, you know, we're trying to have fun in the world of ugliness. And um, I'll, every chance I get to create that, I'm going to try to do that. Well, yeah, that's my mission. Speaking of the, the tour, the Endless Moment tour, do you know if that's still a thing that's set to happen eventually when, when the pandemic it's, is over? It's definitely on. I think uh, it's a Live Nation concert tour. So I think what they're just waiting for vaccines and, you know, a safer time when venues are able to be open. Mm-hmm. It's safe to travel, I'm sure, for all the bands. And COVID is, you know, kind of somewhat under control. And I'm hearing rumors, you know, uh, even on news whether it's fake or not i don't know but something as early as december where they're going to put out vaccines yeah i've actually heard that too fingers crossed yeah so you know hopefully by what end of next year you know mid next year middle of next year or fall or something we'll be safe again to tour and as soon as it's safe i'm pretty sure they'll reannounce the tour okay awesome and then we can do a live podcast that would be awesome (laughs) (laughs) so back to the record though that just came out do you have a personal favorite track on that record it's always a cross between Hear Me Cry and Five Feet Underground. Why? Both of those are super, super, super personal to me. You know, I would, pro- you know, I didn't even think of this before, but one is like the past and one is the present. The past was, you know, my suicidal attempt and, uh, you know, just being in that mind frame and it was from my past and, and you know, what helped, what saved me was asking for help. So at the end of the, the video, I don't know if you've seen it, but at the end of the video, you know, I have the anti-suicide hotline on there. Yes. Um, but it's all about just having that struggle mentally of wanting to end your life. And, and then you're, you've got that fight in you where you're like, no, I can do this. I'm, I don't, I want to live. And it's that psych- psychosis that you go through. And when you are feeling that way. So that whole song is very personal to me because that's how I felt for many, many years. And each time I always sought help. So that that's a very profound message in that song and five feet underground on the other hand is whimsical quirky weird you know i kind of semi rap in that the doll gets a little crazy but that's a big middle finger to all the fake people that i come across in my life gotcha you know so that's like a much stronger mocker like a stronger stance of who i am today which is like i'm gonna be my weirdo self and you know i'm good with it and if you're not see my middle finger Bye. You know, <laughs> so it's a very different from, from, you know, when I was growing up where I needed people's approval. I needed the acceptance. I needed to feel like I fit in. And now it's like, I don't fit in, but you know what? I do because I fit in with all the other people who don't fit in and we're just happy together now. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's that coming of, it's, it's like a, an awakening, um, an embracing who you really are. And I'm trying to spread that, you know, I'm trying to spread that love. Like, love yourself for exactly who you're weirdo, you're quirky, you know, be proud of it, be proud of who you are, love yourself, and just do you, you know, like, forget all the other fake people who don't, at the end of the day, they don't matter. Right, absolutely. So do you you find yourself evolving more with the band as, like, songwriters from where you guys started, or? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. We've each grown in our own, you know, skill, our own crafting. Just, it, we've... It's funny because we've grown as individuals and we also have grown as a band, just how we write together, how we talk about things, how, you know, the bands, 
really, really starting to understand my vision. Cause you know, I started with this vision with my husband when we started the band. Right. And then you, you know, you can tell somebody your vision, you can describe it, you can, you know, give, give examples, but to actually do it together, you learn as you go. But I think somewhere in the last year, you know, especially last year with all the touring we did, it somewhere it clicked with everyone, you know, like this is who we are, you know, and I think that attributes to how great this album is because when we went into write this and, and finish this album and record it, you know, we, we, unlike the first two albums where we were very nervous about everything and unsure. And, and we still feel that way to some degree because every album you want to be good. Right. You have that pressure, that inner pressure, but we looked at each other like, you know what? It's weird. And we're like, yeah, and we're like, fuck it. We love it. Okay. Yeah. Let's just do what we love. You know, because you always step, you always go into that room and you're like, okay, we need a radio song. We need a da song. We need, have, you know, and you do all these little rules and parameters for yourself to try to build a good album. But at the end of the day, we were just all like, fuck it. Let's just do what we love. You know what I mean? And that's, I feel, the moment that I saw the band sitting there going, you know, I think we get it now. Right. You know, there's no rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the carnival, there's no rules. We just do what we love. And that's good enough. And it shows through and on, on the, it's the record. It's successful. Yeah. Correct. What's coming next for you guys now, currently? Well, you know, we released our comic book, our second issue of the comic book this year, too. Oh, along okay. with the album. The comic book? Yes, yes. I forgot about that. So, That's right. So the it, comic book, we came across the darkness, which was always planned uh, to come out with the new album. And the music is kind of a soundtrack to that. And some of the lyrics are in the comic book script, you know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's our journey through hell, which is a metaphor for us as a do-it-yourself band going through our first, you know, year officially, a year in, in the major touring circuit. And, you know, we escape it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we, we survive it. You know, we end up at a very enchanted magic castle. So at the end of it. And so at the end of it, though, something happens. If you read it, the very end, something happens to Raven. And you also find out what the key means. Okay. What the key is. Yeah, without spoiling it, uh, you find something out about Raven and you find out what the key means. And uh, Raven, something happens to Raven. And so the next thing is, uh, you know, she has her own musical journey. So we're hoping to uh, release Raven's Diary in 2021, especially without touring. Yeah. It was always going to be a bonus album to the next album, our fourth, mm-hmm. um, Raven's Diary. But because of COVID... I think we're going to release it on its own in 2021 if touring doesn't start again, you know. And again, if touring does, we'll have, we're probably going to end up working on our fourth album and we'll release them simultaneously. But right now I'm scheduled to record Raven's Diary in February, March, if it's safe for me to travel. Um, Oh, okay. And not, you know, with COVID. So if it's safe enough for me to travel, I'll probably record the new album in February, March and we'll release it early summer. So we're hoping that we can accomplish that, but you never know. But Raven's Diary is not a metal album. It's a very personal solo album of mine with some rock, you know, some some acoustic, a lot of ballads. You know, it's kind of my diary. Um, so a lot of people are interested. Um, In the Silence is kind of the pre, the teaser that you're all getting. It's the very last song on the key. Yes. And it's a ballad. And it's just me and a piano. So In the Silence is... You know, I wrote that for one of our fans. So you can purchase from me, and this part of what I've done to make money all year without being out of work, I offer to write an original song for my fans. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so I have like an entire 
questionnaire that I've put together to help me kind of get insight to what kind of song they want, you know? So it's a, it's a three-part questionnaire, and I email it to them, and they send it back the best of their ability of answering the questions, and then I write their song based on what they want. And it's love songs. I've done a wedding song. I've done a metal song. I've done a ballad. I've done a rock song. <laughs> you know, I've done all kinds of different songs. Um, and then I handwrite. When I finish it, I handwrite their original song on a, and I frame it. You know, I, I write it on this red paper, black ink, and I frame it in an 11 by 17 frame with a mat. So wow. it looks really cool, you That's know, huge. for them to hang up. Yeah, so I've done those, and they're 100 bucks, you know, with the frame and everything. So, but yeah, so I usually, it's supposed to, I give myself 30 days, and it depends on when they re- when they send me back their email, you know. Yeah. And so, I give myself 30 days to sit down and write them an original song. So two songs that I wrote last year ended up being on the album. I was just going to ask um, you that. <laughs> lyric, yeah, which is Darkest Pit and In the Silence. Because when I write lyrics, sometimes a melody just hits me, you know, mm-hmm. in the moment. And that happened to those two songs. So, you know, just happened. I, I've written way more than those songs, but those two particular songs just happened to have a melody in my head. So I recorded it on my iPhone, and then, of course, we ended up writing and finishing it in the studio. And everybody asked, oh, who's, who did the piano? Who did the piano? It was Ulrich, my producer. So Ulrich actually followed my melody a cappella and kind of wrote the piano part of it with me in the studio. That's incredible in itself. So that song is, yeah, that song in itself is very, very just organic. And that's like the teaser to what Raven's Diary is going to be like, you know, it's yeah. definitely not a metal song, but it's a dark song. Lots of dark ballads on Raven's Diary coming <laughs> soon. <laughs> I'm a ballad whore. I love ballads. I'm sorry. You know, I just love, you know, I just love dark dreary songs that's just what i do <laughs> i think a lot <laughs> I love them. more people in the metal community probably feel that way than they actually admit because I, I think i'm trying to break that ceiling yeah just, you know i'm trying to break those those walls um i'm you know i i very am open and, and i admit things you know i just think i did an interview a week ago where i said you know my playlist i even have air supply on my playlist you know <laughs> there's some good songs journey you know like eagles there's some good songs i go i listen to leonard skinner and i listen to sticks you know there's a lot of stuff i listen to i love music and i'm never gonna i'm never gonna hide that well i mean i grew up on hair metal and if you listen to hair metal you love a good ballad that too so yeah (laughs) you know molly crew right i mean all that stuff it's like uh hair metal was fun you know i didn't like all of it you know i didn't like all the the you know the the too too much of the sexual stuff, you know, like the fun drink party, have sex, rock and roll. I mean, those were fun to be at the bar in the club with. But yeah. as far as listening to on on my playlist now, you know, it's I'll skip that. But for instance, I have Steel Panthers Balls Out CD. I have that, <laughs> <laughs> and I love my favorite song on that is Weenie Ride. You know, Weenie Ride is a beautiful ballad. You know, but it's hilarious. Yeah, those guys um, are. Weenie Ride's my favorite track. My <laughs> Weenie Ride's my favorite track because. The melody and the music is so good. Yeah. You know? Um, a lot of their yeah. stuff is like that, where I listen to it and I'm like, man, this is really good. And if the lyrics were serious, this could be a real contender. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I loved Bon Jovi. When I grew up on all that stuff was all around me. Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses, all that stuff. And I, I never shy away to say that I like that stuff. I love it. Any chance you know, that on music. on your solo album we'll, we'll hear like an arena rock type song? 
Um, I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, there is one song that's I wouldn't say it's arena rock. It's a dark song, mm-hmm. but the choruses right now, and that's a song we've written since 2015, and it's mm-hmm. called Darkness Falls. And it it was not metal enough for Raven Black Carnival albums. You gotcha. know, like it just didn't fit. And I, you know, and this is by the way how we came up with the Rejects, their name. Oh, okay. So somebody had asked us along the way. So, are there songs that you guys have written that, like, you're just like, nope, no, it's not going to make it to the album. Like, where are those songs? I said, well, we wrote over 200 songs. We have tons of those songs. And, and we laughed, and we were like, oh, well, we call that something in between the band. And they said, yeah, we call those Ravens Rejects. Like, I rejected it to be on the album mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit the storyline and it doesn't fit the theme. I'm very picky about that. Even the song order, it, I, I'm very picky about that, particular about it. So the guys never really truly understand my madness, you know, but they let me do what I do and they trust me. And, uh, but yeah, so we called those songs Raven's Rejects. So somebody said, that's what we should be called, the Rejects. And that's where it took off. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. So they're, they actually named themselves. And so that's where it started. That's where Raven's Rejects came from. It's songs I love that I just put on the shelf, you know, but they're, they're meant to go on an album one day some you know at some when the right storyline fits it you know when it's fitting so like darkness falls is one of my all-time favorite songs but it just wasn't metal enough for any of our albums and it didn't fit the storyline but i'm gonna put it i'm definitely putting it on this album raven's diary okay Um, that's huge very cool and that chorus is very more rock than anything i mean it's got metal licks in it but that's it's definitely more rock you know it's hard rock and it's sing- I sing. There's no growling. There's no screaming. Nothing. You know, it's just all singing. Oh, okay. Um, so that's going to be a treat. You know. <laughs> and uh, one more song that's going to go on the new album, which we've already finished recording and mixed and mastered, was supposed to be on the key. And I said, no, it doesn't fit the key. It doesn't fit. And so we have to wait. That's probably going to make it on Raven's Diary. Is It's called Never Broken. And it's a song I wrote for a two-year-old girl that was suffering through brain cancer. And this is way before Raven Black. This was like Raven Black Project first mm-hmm. year. We were invited to this benefit for this two-year-old little girl who happened, her dad happened to, you know, show her pictures and stuff from a show. Then we was like our very first year playing out as a band, yeah. forming a band. He, she was like, I like, you know, I like her because I had pigtails and stuff. And, and so he was like, well, let me invite this band to be the headliner at this two-day cancer benefit. And it was an outdoor at a park. A bunch of biker crews came in, and we did silent auctions. They did all the stuff to fundraise for her surgery, her brain tumor. That's so cool. And, uh, yeah, and he's an ex-drug addict, and it's like she's been through a lot. And she was two, so she introduced us when we played that festival. And uh, she came up on the mic, and I had pictures of all of it. She was two years old, a little blonde. Her name's Haven. And the whole event was called Haven Palooza. (laughs) <laughs> so of course we we had donated my gibson guitar at the time i had a white like small version junior gibson guitar i donated that for their silent auction and a little kid won it which was really cool and a seven-year-old kid got the guitar from raffle tickets and i was like good learn how to play guitar now you know that's <laughs> awesome and we signed it and, you know we were just a brand new you know amateur band at the time and it was, but it was awesome you know such a great thing to be part of but i had written two nights before the show I had written a song. I was inspired to write the song about 
her and her family, her dad, what he's gone through with drug addiction and recovery and him trying to save his daughter's life. And so I just had this song in my head and I wrote it. And we sat down rehearsing for this festival. And next thing you know, we wrote the song. So I said, well, let's perform it as a dedication to her and and the family's there. So we sang it. I sang it. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a metal song. It's like a ballady song beautiful song about never being broken no matter what you go through with cancer you know trying to beat cancer or whatever and so of course Mike everybody was crying people were crying and Mike's like can I please have that song I said well one day we'll record it you know but right now it's just us we just know how to play it because we just wrote it two nights ago (laughs) like we just wrote it and so um I promised him one day when we record it he'll have a copy of it you know so once I did record it last year I sent he's the only one that has an mp3 of it Oh, okay. You know, for Haven. And Haven is, by the way, she survived the, the brain tumor. Oh, they wow. got it out. And she has, she's been cancer-free since. And now she's 10. Wow. Or 8. I think she's 8, eight or 9 years old now. But she wants to come see us at a show. That's so, amazing. Yeah, she's she's adorable. And I still have all the pictures. And uh, so this song is dedicated to her. So this song is going to go on this album. This is the right album for it to be on. And that was the one you said you originally recorded for The Key, but now it's going on to Raven's Diaries? Okay. Yeah, because the song's already recorded and done. Gotcha. Okay, that's that's an amazing yeah. story. Wow. So you got yeah. all this big stuff going on now, but it sounds like you have even more coming in the new year. So I want everybody to know where they can find you, find the band, find your merchandise, everything. So before I let you go, just plug absolutely everything you got. The best place is Facebook, and it's Raven Black Band. Um, our website is www.ravensrejects.com. And our merch store is uh, bit.ly forward slash Raven Black store. So pretty much very simple. Spotify, keep spinning it. You know, request us on radio for metal radio, um, all the different radio stations. If you're listening to radio still, request us, request us. And uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, Bandcamp, we're everywhere. And if you Google us, we're the first three pages. Raven Black Band. Awesome. Well, Raven, this was awesome, just like the first time. So thank you so much for <laughs> Thanks, coming Robbie. back. I'd like to have you on again. So it seems like you guys are doing amazing stuff all the time. So maybe when the In This Moment tour kicks and the new albums are being recorded, we can talk again. Definitely, definitely. You take care of yourself out there. I will do my best. You do the same. Thank you. So that was Raven Black, and there's a lot of good information there for you guys to check out. Check out the social media, buy the book, listen to The Key. It's an amazing album, deep lyrics, and I really want you guys to support this band. They're doing big things, and it sounds like they're not stopping anytime soon. So thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the All Bets Are Off podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next week.
The preceding presentation has been brought to you by The Gear Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.